Welcome one and all. My name is Sean. Welcome to Personal Space Invaders, a podcast with zero editing and hopefully lots of bullshit. Carol, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Carol. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. (laughs) So guys, um, in this podcast series, what we really want to try and do is to try and have a normal flow of conversation, uh, talking about any topic whatsoever, not trying to be restricted or anything like that. So I just say, let's just dive right into it. So Carol, I prepared my first topic for you today, which is slightly controversial. It's quite, um, quite current at the moment, and it's veganism. As you know, I am, from a diet perspective, a vegan, and I just want to know what you, uh, what you think about that. Um, okay, just a compliment of what you said. Yeah. I think it's important to say that I'm a vegetarian. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I'm, I'm not a meat eater, right? Yeah. What I think about veg- veganism, I think it's very difficult, no? It's extremely <laughs> difficult. I mean, it, it can be when you're going out and when you have uh, nothing to eat uh, in, in places where they only serve meat, etc. So what do you eat in places where, where they only sell, serve meat and, you know, you, you can't get out of there? Generally speaking, I think my plan B has always been a salad or any veggies that they have. Usually, even if they in in a burger place, let's say nowadays, they generally do have a veggie burger. I found myself I find myself though limited in that respect because usually the veggie burger has egg in it, and mm-hmm. so I guess the only thing in a in a place like that would be fries or something like that that I could really have and a side salad maybe at best. Okay. And, but, uh, yeah. Why are you on a vegan diet? Because you don't call yourself vegan, right? I don't call myself vegan, no. I still wear leather products. My watch is made out of leather, my belt, uh, some of my shoes. I think I will get there. Um, but to answer your question, it's it's exactly because of that. Because I'm not at the stage where I absolutely um, refuse any contact with any animal products. Mm-hmm. I do try to make a conscious effort now not to buy shoes that are made of leather. And, and other products. So at the moment, I think the last time I bought something that was made out of leather was um, maybe eight months ago, nine months ago. Okay, but wh- why, why did you start the vegan diet? So I didn't start, I didn't set out to be vegan. Mm-hmm. I, it's something that just happened to me. I, um, I'm originally from, from Italy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, in, in Tuscany, we, we usually do have lots of meat. It's part of the culture. And you go to these restaurants where they, they serve you everything um, with meat. And I just had a meat overdose with my friends. Felt sick for about two weeks. Couldn't <laughs> My digestive system was um, pretty fucked up. Mm. And then after that, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you, when you get that really bad hangover, like, I don't know if you've ever had a hangover with, with one particular drink that you've stopped drinking since. I kind of got that feeling. And um, yeah, and it all started from there. And then it gradually happened over the space of a year that I, I quit eating meat. And then after that, it was, um, it was fish. I was a pescatarian for a while. And then after the fish, I was only left with uh, dairy and uh, eggs. But w- one interesting thing really prompted me to get rid of the dairy and the eggs as well, which mm-hmm. was the fact that I was getting sick all the time. Okay. I, I must have had the flu in, in, in a year, and maybe about eight, nine times. And um, this is purely because I quit eating meat. 
And so I exaggerated on the dairy, exaggerated on the fish, exaggerated on the, on the eggs. Mm-hmm. I was really trying to compensate. Okay. At least this is my view. Okay, so, you, so it seems like you think it's very individual, right? Um, I think that your reaction to it can be very subjective. Mm-hmm. However, I think that the end result is that you are better off without these animal products. Because since I've only, you know, I've barely gotten sick. I'm, I I got the flu once last November, and it was for you know four days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I became a um, uh, I stopped eating all animal products in November 2017. Mm-hmm. And so that was the the one year anniversary. That was in November 2018. And um, wow, your yeah. ma- your math skills. <laughs> But yeah, no, listen, I, I feel great. Um, I, I can eat as much as I want to. I, I don't tend to put on weight at all. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling good, feeling healthy. Okay, but referring to, to having flu, um, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly sure, I, I mean, I, I do not research it, but I'm fairly sure there is a lot of um, scientific evidence that um, vegan diet, <coughs> so not eating dairy is, is good for you. Yeah. But it's not my opinion. It's just a, it's just a question. What do you think about rather than cutting on dairy, um, just to be vaccinated? Vaccine, sorry. Vaccinated. Vaccinated. Um, well, I think not. Listen, I think vaccines are are good. I think vaccines have have done a, a whole lot of good in the world. They prevent lots of um, contagious diseases from spreading, and and mm-hmm. they prevent lots of people, especially children, who are most vulnerable to these type of diseases, from dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, vaccines are great. However, I personally don't need to be vaccinated. At least, <laughs> you know, uh, touching wood. I I hopefully won't need to be vaccinated. I haven't felt the need to be vaccinated. The flu bouts that I get are not, uh, that I get rarely are, are not, uh, you know, they're not heavy or, or anything like that. They're mm-hmm. not, um, not heavy going on the body. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I think my lifestyle, including my eating habits, help my, my body fight off any, um, any flu symptoms. That's, like that. That, that is great indeed. Um, I'm ju- I just think that you know, for a for a regular person, it's it can be extremely confusing because um, you know there are people who say, eat sugar, do not eat sugar, eat dairy, do not eat, eat dairy. Lactose is good for people. Lactose is not good for people. Instead of um, you know thinking of about the diet bullshit, better go uh, swim in the lake in winter, and you know you're you're gonna you're gonna get. Um, your immunology will get better and yep. stuff. So I, th- I think it can be quite confusing to, to, to know what is what is right or what is wrong. Yeah, I think that that's the case, definitely. I think that um, one of, you know, there, there are many myths out there. Um, one of the myths is that in relation to dairy, that you do get more calcium in, in dairy, whereas uh, several studies have shown, and now I, I might research them now on, on the computer, just to have references, um, but studies have shown that dairy actually increase osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's quite the it's quite the opposite. And but uh, let me ask you a question yeah. because um, <clears throat> it kind of refers to why I'm why I'm vegetarian, why I actually continue to be a vegetarian. Do you think it's really dairy itself, or how dairy is produced these days? That's a really interesting question. Um, because just to just to pick up on my veget- vegetarianism, I yeah. think I am vegetarian because 
I really felt bad eating meat physically. Yeah. And yeah, it's t- the stuff is is uh, tough to digest, right? Yeah, it's tough to digest, of course. Yeah. But I think it's it's mainly because not it that that the meat is wrong or the meat is bad. I think it's just the meat the way the the meat is produced nowadays is really shit. Yeah. It, it is. <clears throat> it is. But but the thing is so so dairy cows, you know, majority of those dairy cows cows they end up uh becoming beef. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, on average, um, the the average lifespan of a cow is around twenty something odd years, and right now, it's um, it's around four to five years. I also think that these dairy cows. Uh, well, I don't think. I mean, it's 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 well known that these dairy cows get uh, artificially inseminated, mm-hmm. uh, you know, time and time again. Yeah, because they they need to produce milk, and a cow will not produce milk unless the cow is you know pregnant or unless she she's just she's just had a calf and and you keep her lactating. Mm-hmm. So, it first of all the way in which they're raised is not natural. The mm. products that they produce are not uh, necessarily they do not necessarily come from a natural process mm-hmm. because we keep on artificially inseminating these cows, and also. Um, you know, I think that I think that the the byproduct of this is that they their their mammaries are inflamed and 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 mm-hmm. swollen because they're constantly lactating and they're not by nature's design they're not meant to do that. So God knows the amount of shit that that you know gets poured into the milk. Yeah. Um, well, at the moment in Poland, there's a huge scandal because there was um, um, there was a TV reporter who caught a one butchery. Um, Killing really, really, really uh, sick cows, and they actually yeah. have evidence that they made it to 150 kilograms of this meat, made it to the French tables. <laughs> Tasty. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking that you know, if if the business is not ethical, from A to Z. Yeah. I think it's really difficult to to decide on eating anything at the moment that yeah. is being produced, yeah. anything that is processed. Yeah. I think I think you're yet, right. Yet, I have to say, I'm not perfect on that. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, neither am I. But listen, at the end of the day, I didn't. Uh, I wanted to stop having cholesterol cholesterol in my uh, body. Mm. Uh, we naturally produce cholesterol ourselves, and the, the safe amount of cholesterol in our bodies. And I'm not a doctor, but you know, I, I've done lots of research on this. And perhaps maybe next time, in, in in the in the next episode, I can provide all the references to all these claims I'm making in case people think you know that I'm I'm just bullshitting. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that eating eggs, milk, cheese meat you know all these products high in in animal fat and cholesterol it's just it creates a um an amount of cholesterol in our body that's just not safe for us yeah uh, i think i think in america i i think america heart disease and heart attacks are either number one or number two cause of death something like this mm. we can we can we can give it a quick google um, I remember a few years ago. I mean, just to <laughs> just just to add um, another layer of the discussion, because a few years back, I, I remember um, reading a huge scientific evidence, an, an article <clears throat> uh, claiming that um, all the all the threats of eating eggs and getting bad cholesterol 
um, was actually bullshit and it was created in the 70s by a pharmaceutical lobby mm-hmm. who wanted to start um, um, the the anti-cholesterol drugs yeah <laughs> and that is scary shit because then you really don't know what is right or wrong right yeah i suppose but if you have you ever been on a factory farm have you seen how hens are kept brought up uh yes i have yes but very like probably 20 years ago but yes i have okay so you've seen that the, the animal that they really don't have any space whatsoever to be very honest it was 20 years ago and i think back then the the farm that that i went to was already petrifying <laughs> but i think nowadays it's it's even it's even worse okay I, f- i feel like that yeah i mean i, I just recently i just recently <coughs> read an article about a, one of those uh, countries that are surrounded by desert like you know dubai and emirates or qatar yeah. or anything and um i saw uh pictures of a cow farm that is a, a basically a huge building with a round platform that is evolving revolving all the time yeah just to you know make them breed quicker probably or i don't know Gosh. so uh, anyway dude i mean just doing a quick google search here on uh, www.healthline.com <clears throat> i googled leading cause of death terms and conditions apply in the united states <laughs> and the number one is heart disease okay which comes from many different factors Yeah, but the point is that living on a whole food plant-based diet, mm-hmm. if you look at the research, makes you heart attack proof essentially. So heart disease is not a, gene- a genetic thing or at least lowers the risk. Yeah. Yeah. But like way way more. I guess. I can imagine. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's you, we both agree that animal products have cholesterol in them. Mm-hmm. And vegetables don't at least for the that I know of and if some of them do it, it it must be a really 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 low amount but I definitely don't think the vegetables have cholesterol in them I'm just um yes yeah, so sorry so heart heart disease is mainly caused by blockages in your art, uh, in your in your arter- arteries uh, it's also caused by obviously gain in, in weight and and your your heart not being able to cope with with you mm-hmm. increasing in weight etc so I really think that the benefits of not necessarily being vegan because you can be vegan and eat like sugar, bread, all this type of shit. Yeah. But eating a whole food plant-based diet can definitely make you more or less heart attack proof whereas eating a diet high in animal products exposes you to the risk. Mhm. Um it would be it'd be really cool if we actually invited somebody to to talk on the show um maybe maybe we can we can figure we can figure out how to I'd have someone come on the show, maybe an expert, because uh, I'd, I'd like to uh, approach this topic again. But I think we've we've gone on enough on this topic. What do you, what do you say? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And let's move on to the next one. No, I mean, as a conclusion to this topic, I would I would just say that um, there is a lot of evangelists of all kinds, being vegan, being vegetarian, being pescatarian, eating meat, eating dairy, eating <clears throat> no sugar, low sugar whatsoever. Yeah. I think it's just the best to see what what works for you, right? Um yeah. By I, I by guess. by intuition, I guess. I, I guess, but at the same time, 
if that's a bit of a bullshit argument in the sense that someone can walk up the street and say, well, you know what? Cigarettes work for me. I've been smoking uh, two packs a day for 40 years and I'm still not dead. It works for me. <laughs> yeah, of course, it has to be It has to be backed up with some kind of analysis, like yeah. blood analysis or something, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But You know what we could do? Mm-hmm. For future episodes, mm-hmm. let's book ourselves a, a, a blood test. Okay. Okay, and then we unveil the blood results on um, live on the show next time. Okay, you in? Fair enough. Yes. Cool. And maybe maybe to provide a bit of context to that, we can see um, we we can do before and after we go on a on a whole food plant based diet for a week or two weeks. Mm-hmm. Are you in? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Let's do it. Well, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Of course. All right, moving on. Yeah, moving Shoot. on. I have a completely different topic, to be honest. Extremely different topic, because it's been it's been it's been a few weeks. <clears throat> yeah. I think it was back in December or November mm-hmm. that I read about artificial intelligence. Yeah. Which is not a new topic, right? Artificial intelligence no. is all around us, and uh, it's trying to get its way into all the everyday objects. Um, and artificial intelligence is there, and all those Google ads that you see here and there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I, I read about uh, something really interesting. So basically, there was an artificial intelligence machine mm-hmm. that painted, uh, um, painted uh, an image, right? Okay. Yeah. Right? Okay. And it was sold for $435,000. What? Yes. Was the image good? No. Wow. But it really painted it. Okay. <laughs> it, it's so it just it just drew random lines or was it like a No, no it was it was did a, it flesh out the painting was it, was, it, it, it have was, a body No, no, no. It, it it looked like a kind of a portrait but extremely extremely fucked up portrait okay like you wouldn't be, you would not be rec- you would not be able to recognize the person right right okay um, I, I can actually Google it to try yeah. and see if, if I can find it. Yeah. But it it was really bad. Really bad. $435,000. Yeah. Do you know who was auctioning it off? Don't remember. Let me let me try and find it out. But okay. uh, it was one of the one of the big auction houses. Okay. Like so Sotheby's or something? Yeah, or Christie's. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, I get you. Wow, gosh. I think I'd never spend four hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars on a piece of art. <laughs> Have you ever spent four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars on anything? Hey, every day. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I'm doing this podcast? It was by Christie's. Christie's. Yes. Okay. It's that. <clears throat> okay. Uh, listen, that, that's not too bad. Well, do you want to tell people when where they can find that? Yeah, it's on Christie's.com. Christie's.com. Yeah. Okay, go check it out. It's, uh, if you Google, first artificial intelligence painting auctioned. Hmm. So the estimation was around $10,000, but it was actually auctioned for 435000 So there were two bidders competing against each other, I imagine, and they just got crazy. No clue. <clears throat> yeah. No clue, but... Um, it was the first auction house to offer a work of art created by an algorithm. Wow. 
<laughs> that is something, huh? Wow. Can you imagine how 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 those all, all those painters feel? <laughs> you know, spending all their life fucking painting and painting and painting. Actually, and they're they're yeah. getting really good at it. Yeah. And then an uh, artificial intelligence algorithm comes in place and sells mm. a, a, a painting for four hundred thirty-five thousand dollars. Yeah. But speaking of auctions and stuff. And uh, especially painters and sculptors, very few can actually make it and and make it big. And nowadays it's even more more difficult. But isn't it funny the way that something um, increases in value the minute the artist dies or something like that? Yeah, because it's it's not because it becomes yeah. it becomes limited. Then you know the artist is never going to produce another mm -hmm. one again. I suppose. Yeah, I think it's that. So the existing I am the existing pieces that the artist mm -hmm. has put together are are now more valuable. Um, <clears throat> it's it's a good way it's a good way to invest. Yeah, for sure. You just mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. There's a lot of speculation around it. Yeah. So in I mean you you have to be a very good specialist to know. Yeah. Actually, there is a famous Polish writer. Well, famous, very popular, let's say, Polish writer. Yeah. He's still alive. He's 50, yeah. I think, one or two. Um, who, who, who recently um, posted on Instagram that he was offered 20 years ago uh, <clears throat> a, to buy a painting for around 20,000 euros of a Polish painter artist called Fangor. Who, okay. is, who is extremely popular, actually. Yeah. And just recently, <clears throat> this particular painting that he, he had been offered 20 years ago mm -hmm. for 20,000 euros have been sold for one and a half, thousand, one and a half million euros. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, said, so he had a choice. He, he either could invest in a flat in Warsaw yeah. or buy this painting. Obviously, he, <laughs> he bought a flat. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> But I've actually, off the back of of, um, of this topic, mm -hmm. I've just done a quick Google on the craziest items ever sold at auction. Okay. And what comes up is quite astonishing. So number one, we have the first Superman comic. Guess how much it auctioned for? Two million. Three point two million dollars. Fuck. Yes. That's amazing. Yes. But this is this is extremely unique, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm not a fan of comic books at yeah. all, but I, I, as far as I know, there is a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Out and there. there's huge. Um, I mean, there's a huge following, huge demand for them, of course. So, yeah, it's it's a really and Superman, of course, is one of the first superheroes ever mm. to be depicted in a comic, so yeah. it's quite iconic. So number two, we have um, a Star Wars spaceship model, and that was sold for, and that was sold for. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay. A spaceship model. <laughs> and number three, we have Roger Bannister's running shoes, the ones that he wore while running a four-minute mile, and those auctioned for four hundred and eleven thousand dollars or thereabouts. Okay. Wow. Okay. The violin that played as the Titanic sank was recovered and recently auctioned for no less than 1.7 million. That is crazy. Wow. That's in a number five. Uh, number four was uh, Willie Nelson's braids that sold for $37,000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Congratulations, whoever you are. <clears throat> 
It was not you, right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> And number six, we have Lee Harvey Oswald's wedding ring. Seriously? Yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald's wedding ring. Yeah. Auctioned in at $118,000. People are crazy. Seriously. Yeah. But yeah, the, go, going, going back to the violin, yeah. 1.7 million is not far away from really Stradivarius? good Stradivarius um, yeah. pieces, right? Yeah. I guess Stradivarius pieces can go for a lot more. I guess. I, I would imagine. Let's check. But I think um, a violin player on Titanic was not using a Stradivarius. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so, at least. I, I, I would hope so. By the way, have you ever seen a, like a simulation of comparison between Titanic and, uh, and uh, cruise ships from nowadays? No. <laughs> the comparison is crazy. As in the cruise ships from nowadays like are smaller or bigger? Like, no, they're like 50 times bigger. Wow. So, you know, you, when you hear Titanic, you think of something extremely huge. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, you go to the first Italian port, big port, and you see a cruise ship that is like 50 times bigger than Titanic, Fuck. actually. <laughs> This is really funny. So it's no longer the Titanic, but it's kind of like the midget? It is. When you when you look at it, it is. Yeah. Right, let me try and Google it. Yeah. Well, you Google that. I found the highest price paid for a Stradivarius violin, which was sixteen million dollars. Sixteen million dollars. One six sixteen million dollars. A rare viola made by the Italian artisan Antonio Stradivari in 1719. It was sold by Sotheby's in a sealed bid auction for whoa for $45 million. So the viola is actually way more expensive than the violin. Let me check this out. We got, we got to check this out. This is crazy money. Yeah, it is. And I have a, I have the comparison now. Oh wow. Okay. Wow, that is absolutely it's humongous. It's difficult, it's difficult to show an image on a podcast, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's really huge difference. Yeah. So basically, if you can imagine Titanic, it's what? It's about 10 times bigger? Smaller. No, well, yeah, compared to the, the, the ship, the, the, the cruise ship is 10 times bigger yeah, than the Titanic. I, I think so. At least in, in that picture. Yeah. That's insane. I think I exaggerated with 50 times, but 10 times is a fair thing to say. Yeah. Have you ever been on a cruise ship? Uh, not on a very long one. Not not on a very long long cruise. I was um, I was on a cruise between Poland and Sweden. Mm -hmm. The the cruise ship is not huge for sure. It's it cannot compare to the to those cruise ships from the Mediterranean or from the oceans. But but yeah, um, it's difficult to be stranded with so many people <laughs> on, on a. On a mean of transportation that you can't really leave easily. <laughs> uh, I would like to get off, please. <laughs> uh, sir, this is a cruise ship. <laughs> yes, but I would like to get off. I'm a good swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> sir, the nearest coast is uh, 2,000 miles away. <laughs> It's okay. So, what's next, dude? The next... The next thing is, um, it was also quite recently that I read an article about... Trump. No, fuck Trump. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Um, 
there is there was a Danish couple. The the guy of this couple is a is a photographer. So they went up the the pyramids in Cairo. <clears throat> the pyramids in Cairo, yep. Yeah. yeah, and they had sex on top of that. Well, that's one for the bucket list. <laughs> sex on top of a pyramid. Yeah, especially this one. And they were I, I think there is a there is a there is um the 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 country of Egypt is looking for them. <laughs> Oh, seriously, that's not a joke. No, no, that's not oh, a joke. Fuck, okay. No, no, and he posted some pictures of that. Oh, wow. Hardcore pictures or? No, no, no ah, not okay. at all. Not at all. Okay. But still, the first thing is that climbing the, the pyramid is, is illegal. Illegal, of course, yeah. And then you know how sacred the pyramids are in, in Egypt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the fact of them having sex on a, on a, on a sacred thing of, of Egypt, I think, is not very well perceived. Getting it on in Egypt. Yeah. Have you ever been to Egypt? I've never been to Egypt. I'd love to go to Egypt. No, I've never been. I'm actually playing uh, Assassin's Creed at the moment. Oh. Assassin's Creed uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. It's based in Egypt and it's super cool. Do you you are aware that modern Egyptian people don't look like the ones from Assassin's Creed, right? Uh yeah. <laughs> Off the bucket list. Off the bucket list. <laughs> I, I actually don't need to go to Egypt. I mean, the game is so freaking realistic that it's just... I've been there. Mm. It's okay. But no, it's um, Egypt looks really, really cool. And um, I, I definitely think I'm, I'm going to plan a trip there very soon. Yeah, I, I've heard it can be a really nice place. I've heard it can be a really n not such a nice place, but def Why? definitely the the cruise along Nile is yeah. something really cool. Apparently, yeah. uh, Cairo can be a really nice place to be as well. Yeah, you're just in denial about Cairo being a nice place. Me, I am in denial. Huh? Did you get it? Denial. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Bad joke of the day. Checked. Yeah. Off the bucket list. Yeah. Um, I would like to go, but I'm just I'm just a bit horrified about all the. All you're a big horrified. <laughs> Why you're a big horrified? Oh, shut up. Okay. I'm I'm just a bit afraid of all those um, mosquitoes. No, the the, the resorts Crocodiles. like Hurghada and you know so many afraid German, of kebabs. So many Germans. <laughs> You're afraid of Germans. Fried, wow, the Polish in you is really beach. coming out right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Polish. I'm afraid of Germans. <laughs> Come here, little Polish boy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There you got me. Well. Okay, let's talk about since you brought up the topic of the Germans. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. sandals with socks in that the is, summer. No, that's very Polish. That's very Polish? No, it's not oh German. Oh my god. It's more Polish than German. Oh my god. I literally puke every time I see someone with sandals and, and socks. What's the point? Sandals are there for you to wear them with no socks. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I think it's you know, like wearing a winter coat in the summer. It's it's like what? Sorry. It's like wearing a winter coat ah. in the summer. No, I think it's much worse. <laughs> okay. I think it's much worse. Yes. I think we are. I I don't want to hurt Polish people, but we Polish people do not have a huge sense of fashion. 
Um, um, knowing you, <laughs> I can definitely attest to that. That is a true statement. Yeah, I, I would not wear sandals with socks, though. You don't have a bad sense of fashion. You just I don't, don't have an shit. identity. I don't give a shit, that's y- it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not giving a shit generally translates to not having a good sense of fashion. As in, no, no offense, but, you know, you just... It, it shows that you don't give a shit. Yeah, but yeah. I, I agree. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would still not wear socks with sandals, though. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> that's why. That's why we're still friends. No, but man, you go to a smaller city in Poland and you see many people like that. Wow. And it's normal. I mean, no one. Mm. Would, no one would say, "Ooh, look at this guy." No. Yes. Just another day in the uh, socks and sandals city. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey there, stranger. Oh, hey there. Hello, neighbor. Like your socks and your sandals. Yep. <laughs> I bought extra thick ones just to feel even comfier and look even more ridiculous. Okay, just to, just to go off off topic from Polish oh, people. Oh, I'm so enjoying this. Okay. <laughs> I have one thing that we've already actually spoke about, but I think it's good to record it on the podcast. Oh, God. You remember I told you that about this hotel in Switzerland? Yeah. Who has a social media sitter. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And the, the, the most stupidest idea ever. So basically, just to, just, to say, just to say it out loud. So there's this Ibis hotel in, uh, in Zurich, in Switzerland, that offers um, a service of a social media sitter. Basically, you go there for the weekend. You give <clears> them access to your um, social media accounts let it be Instagram, Facebook or whatsoever. And they do make sure that you po- you are posting pictures from your weekend, although you're not doing it yourself. Uh, the first thing I would do is I would get access to their Tinder account. <laughs> and swipe, swipe right. And swipe right. The for every single thing. Yes, for every single picture. <laughs> oh gosh, I got 2,000 dates to the, tomorrow. This shows yeah. a lot of trust to people, no? To give, yeah. a, to give a social media Man. account access Man. to someone. Just on this, on this, on this, actually, um, and we can we can continue on this topic, actually. But in Russia, did you know that there is a company that lets you do a photo shoot on a private jet, so you can post pictures on your social media mm-hmm. about you living the lavish lifestyle on a private jet? You yeah. know what the best thing is? Mm-hmm. The jet doesn't even take off. <laughs> You're just on the jet, and you get off the jet, and then you have about 10, 20, whatever amount of pictures that you can post on your private jet, on Instagram, Facebook. How fucked up has society become? Maybe that's even a better business than actually flying jets. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe in Russia it is. I don't know. I haven't a clue about it. You don't have to uh, pay the pilots. Yeah. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, our flight is going to be uh, delayed by the entire day because we're not taking off today. But alternatively, you can just sit down and uh, take a few photos. Please go ahead. Our flight attendants will uh, do your makeup and the lighting. But why do you think people do that? Um, I think it's just become, uh, well, they're, am I allowed to say uh, like whores? Yeah, I am. Yeah. People are like whores. It's, It's something that's... Social media is a great tool, you know, just to stay in touch with your friends and to keep in touch with your family. I mean, the world is so much more globalized compared to how it was how, or how it used to be that, uh, you know, I mean, take take it, for example, my family. Mm-hmm. My mom is always on the go and my dad is, is uh, he's back in Italy and my sister is in England. And, uh, you know, I'm here in Switzerland and... Uh, 
it's just it's it's crazy so social media is a great tool to to keep in touch with the people that you love but at the same time but you know they are delivering the service for free right well it's not for free well no no i mean the fact that you're using a messenger yeah or uh, or whatsapp is is let's say for free because you don't pay a subscription for it but yeah you pay much worse Yes, but if 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 they had to offer the service for free, they you know they have to they have to get some money out of it from somewhere else. For sure. Um, so there. For well, sure, I, and you know what, you touch upon a really cool point, which is, I think that this was a a catalyst for millennials and generations after millennials in thinking that everything should be free simply because it's on the internet. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. I mean, I, I still remember, you know, I'm 30 now, and I still remember when I was 10 or 12, and I used to go, you know, buy, uh, buy albums, buy CDs, Counting Crows, Michael Jackson, you know, you name it. And it was super cool. And you <laughs> Counting Crows? Yeah, Counting Crows. Fuck you, you judgmental I prick. I color blind. <laughs> <laughs> Please show some respect for people. It was Counting Crows, blind. right? It was, col- yeah. Yeah, it was okay. Counting Crows, mm. yeah. Great song, by the way. Uh, wonderful piano. Mm. and the song as well anyway I'm digressing so social media and how it's it's fucked up our world yeah it's great to keep in touch but at the same time you know quite recently we saw even uh, even last year with Cambridge Analytica that all our our data has been manipulated in so many different ways and um you know, and now companies are just target us and and watch us based on our interests, and they mm. target us with ads based on our interests and stuff. So it's it's quite. Uh, I think I think what is up. this is really this is really bad. But I think there's another thing that's really really fucked up is that people think still in 2019 they they think that whatever you do on internet is, is anonymous. Yeah, no, nothing is anonymous. That's that's really bad because the porn you're watching, people, even in incognito mode, is still being monitored. <laughs> yes, it is. But you know, you you, you know about this uh, Polish mayor who was uh, stabbed during the charity concert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, after that, there was a there is there is still, I think, a huge discussion about what actually freedom of speech is, mm-hmm. because many people say that this. The, the, what this guy did on the stage, um, mm-hmm. that he stabbed a, a mayor of Gdansk during a charity concert, and he was super proud of it, and uh, and he was shouting some some stupid stuff. Basically, on one hand, yes, he's he's mentally sick, so <clears throat> that's that's one part of it, and um, he he should be cured. But on the other hand. The amount of shit that was just flooding. The, the social media after that was just unbelievable. Yeah. And actually, just because um, it was such a big thing that happened, um, it was the f- probably the first time that I've heard of that the police started really catching people who are talking shit on, on the social media. Wow. So, so okay. there, are, there were people saying that it should happen to mayors of this, 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 and this city. And the police were actually arresting them and uh, accusing, yeah. accusing of... Um, Instigating violence. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it is a crime. Uh, it is a crime, yeah, yes. In, but in, you know, in most people, states, people don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. They just they just don't get it. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it comes from frustration or if it mm-hmm. comes from anything else. Mm-hmm. Many people are actually doing really stupid stuff on the internet, and they think uh, it's it's not nothing, no wrongdoing. Mm. I think that the internet is a marvelous tool, but it's 
it's fucked us up in so many ways. For instance, um, you know, we, we care so much more. Well, some most people care so much more about their appearance now because they they see all this, you know, perfect or fake perfectness on on the internet, on Instagram, on YouTube videos, and everything is super edited and. Mm -hmm. I think we just get a distorted view of reality and it is natural because the internet is a place that you know by 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 its design mm -hmm. uh, is a, is a virtual space yeah because it doesn't exist physically and um but at the same time I think I think that this distorts our view of our reality because we think that everything has to be you know Instagram perfect um, we have to have the right filter. We have to have the right bag that the influencer is pushing or the right shoes that the influencer yeah. is pushing. Um, we have to go on trips on all these holidays, uh, show that we're going to Bali. I mean, how many fucking people have gone to Bali in the last five years because of many. Instagram yeah, or Facebook? Many. That's, that's true. And the place is now full of fucking plastic. Mm -hmm. um, also, in, in terms of relationships as well. People, you know, couples posting, you know, oh, we're so happy or, you know, all these pictures. And a picture is just, what, it's a second. Mm -hmm. And then people get a distorted view that a relationship is supposed to be just pure happiness all the time. And that's very true, actually, yes. And that's not what a relationship, I mean, I mean, ideally you should aim for that in a relationship always. But the reality is, is that, you know, two people coming together, um, two different individuals aren't always going to get along and that's the nature of things and i think that the internet and the way it depicts relationships and how how people should be or what a relationship should be kind of makes people forget that you also have the bad times and by consequence you forget that you know you kind of say when you're going to bad times you say okay well i don't want this i want a happy relationship and it's kind of fucked up the the concept of a happy relationship mm -hmm. A happy relationship, in my point of view, is where you love each other and, and you're able to reach compromises and you're able to get through difficult times together. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's my rant over, but I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's something I feel very passionately about. Okay. I, I don't know what your thoughts on it are. No, I'm just thinking how we, how we came to happy relationships from, from social media. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I get the point. And I, I agree. I cannot disagree. That's for sure. <clears throat> yeah. One thing I love social media for, though, is recipes. I mean, you know, going back to me being uh, eating plant, a plant-based diet, um, it's very difficult, as you can imagine, finding, you know, recipe books, even though now more and more are coming out, etc. But online, it's great. Instagram, I'm, I'm on Instagram a lot on, on a lot of different channels, just looking up recipes. And uh, that's really cool. I think that's one cool thing about social media that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, well, I'm fairly active on Instagram, I have to say. Yeah. And um, since I'm extremely interested in photography, yeah, <clears throat> I do follow a lot of photographers, and I, I I can, with all due respects to all people taking pictures, I can say that Instagram is really full of shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's full of shit. Not not in a way that people really post um, something irrelevant. Mm -hmm. They just you you can clearly see that they're not taking what they're doing they're not taking pictures for themselves they're just taking pictures for the audience to boast yeah yeah to which, get likes which you, which you can feel basically 
Yeah. That's that's really sad. Yeah. Obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of artists that came to to the appearance only because of the social media and this yeah. is a great media for yeah. them to to try and be recognized. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> there's not only the bad parts of the of the social media mm -hmm. uh, definitely i think we've all experienced at some stage in our lives making art of some sort mm -hmm. you know when we're kids we yeah. you know generally speaking kids draw and they build things and stuff like that and i think that true art as you say it's it's made um primarily well it can be made for other people as well but it's it's made primarily because it's it's a process that you go through and that you put yourself through <coughs> Because it's a uh, it's a creative process that you want to undergo. Mm -hmm. Also, at the same time, however, you know many artists they they do create art for exhibitions because they want to ensure that their audience will be inspired, or they want to ensure that their piece is thought provoking, or they want to ensure that it's you know controversial, just simply yeah, because they want it to have. <clears throat> A life of its own and they want people to react to it yes but one doesn't ex exclude the other I think. yeah 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 because you can you can still make arts with a with a, with the thought of i want to inspire people yeah but do it you know according to your inner um how to say um uh your inner inspiration so you know what you like you know what you want to show yeah and you feel like it can inspire people but yeah. you don't start that you don't start your inner conversation by saying okay so what would inspire people yeah that's true that's true what would get me a thousand likes exactly exactly i know if i light my head on fire and post a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. How many likes do I, do I get? <laughs> Probably a lot. Yeah, I don't know. You want to try? <laughs> <laughs> well, since I have no hair, I don't think that's possible. <laughs> that was a low one. Yeah. I felt it below the table. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> okay, changing topics. Yeah. <clears throat> to, some, to something more funny, let's say. Yeah. My life. <laughs> or my face. No, 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 no. I don't think people are ready for that. <clears throat> I was just Damn. in the in the past weeks. I've been I've been attending a lot of conference calls. Yeah, same here. Actually, <laughs> story of my life. Do you not find the conference calls the most undignifying uh, way of communication between people? With all those problems with connections, people cannot connect. The microphone doesn't oh. work here. So I was on a two-hour long conference call yesterday. Now that you bring it up, okay. Um, with with some people that we worked with in London, and it probably there and probably was like that. So Sean, yep, 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 we like to go so, with the, can we have your thoughts on that? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's exactly how it went. So at one point, after about you know, I, I wasn't think I, I wasn't thinking that they would uh, they would ask me to comment on on a on a certain thing. And after it's exactly as you said, after about 15 seconds of speech on the other side, which I did not hear, mm -hmm. they said, "So would you be able to provide us some with some guidance on that?" <laughs> And I was like, uh, guys, I think it's uh, I think it's best if we just hang up and we just try Skype. And um, you know, I, I think by the way, Skype even with breaking up is much better than a uh, conference call because you don't realize how much you do, um, how much you lip read. 
That's I true. lip read a crazy amount, man. It's, yeah, for, for sure it's easier to understand someone. Yeah. If you see what... Yeah. If but you, you but you, yeah. my point is that you, you, until you do these conference calls, you don't realize how much you're actually doing it in real life. Mm -hmm. You know? When, when you're talking, I'm just staring at your lips. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. That's what she said, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so conference calls, they, they are kind of the most undignified way of, yeah. of communicating, I agree. So it's, uh, it, it always, for me, it always goes like that. Ding! Oh, someone joined. Uh, who joined? Oh, that's me, that's me. Oh, hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear. Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can Is you that me? Mickey Mouse on your conference call? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay. we, we have it, a daily call with Mickey Mouse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. You can you can continue speaking. Yeah, so uh, can you hear me? Can oh you hear God. me? Can you? It's, and it's always like that. So yeah. so there's always this one person who doesn't hear, or has a delay or something. Uh, excuse me, people. Can you mute your microphones because I have an echo here and uh, I can't really an understand echo. you well. An echo. echo yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Echo. Yeah. You Polish fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well. Wanna switch you, to Polish? You you <laughs> you sock sandal wearing person. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's another stereotype of Polish people actually? I think eating sausage all the time. Wow. Okay. And, and drinking vodka, I guess. Yeah. And uh you and running sausage away. eating, vodka drinking, sock sandal wearing, running, running naked away. in the snow. No, running away from polar bears in the street. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. I was close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> running away from polar bears in the street type of guy yes I, th I think this would be a very yeah very yeah accurate very accurate stereotype of a polish person mm -hmm. yeah yeah man so how would you say can i come back to the to the social media for a second um okay <laughs> i don't think it's about social media itself but uh i just i just thought about it when we were speaking about social media the thing is that um, nowadays it's really difficult to, to, to hear an objective opinion because either you have to be completely against something or completely for something. Yeah. I, I hear it's lots of polarization. Yeah. Yes, yes. The polarization of discussion is extreme. And this is what we observe in, well, you can observe in Polish politics, for instance. Um, or in politics in general, I guess. But um, I hear it more and more. Are Even you just trying to use words that have P-O-L, you know, at the start of them? Polarization. <laughs> Polish. <laughs> wow, you're so smart. Yeah. How did, how did you find that out? I don't know. <laughs> Must be my spidey senses. <laughs> Coming back to the topic. <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> Do you not feel the same as well? Sorry, I got lost. Can you repeat everything else, please? Everything it was about said? the polarization oh, of discussions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of opinions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I think that... I think that I'm used to that. Having, um, having experienced that a lot in Italy. I think I'm used to that. And... Um, can you stop recording me with your phone? No, I'm taking a picture. You look funny. Okay. I'm used to that, and I'm, you know, going to politics... In Italy, for example, you you have this polarization, and uh, and people either say it's kind of like in America: you're either Republican or you're Democrat, you're either left wing or you're right wing, mm -hmm. and this has translated directly into society. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and with social media as well because you're either for something or you're against something and i think it it's all comes down to the fact that it's very difficult now to establish what the facts are mm -hmm. because there are a myriad of sources of information which are all contradicting each other and it's very difficult to find an objective opinion simply because you have all these sources of information which are different from one another contradicting one another and so the you know so you, you kind of feel lost and you have no choice but to go with the agenda in inverted commas let's call it like that that you mm -hmm. have so if you start out a conversation with the idea for example going back to our you know veganism vegetarianism and um you know those topics if you have the idea if you start a conversation with the idea that you think that being a vegan or eating a whole food plant-based diet is better than meat eating or vice versa even when you're trying to look up facts on the internet and stuff like that you are always going to find opposing theories mm -hmm. oh, of course yes so it's it's just exasperating in a way and you're kind of forced to become a scientist or an expert in every single area in order to reinforce your opinion because i guess that that is the only way if you really really go deep down in the conversation and the argument that you can prove your point because but, but you are not talking about italian speaking right <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not talking about italian speaking in italy whoever wins the argument is the person that shouts the loudest hmm. generally speaking yeah you must be good singers Uh, oh, excellent singers, yes, the best. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. <clears throat> I, think, I, I think I broke my vocal cords there. <laughs> okay, um, again, switching topics. So, I, I've, I've read about an, an experiment which was, which was made decades ago. I don't even remember in which country it was. Uh, I don't even remember which country it was, but there was a, a, a group of people who was taken into a mental hospital, right? How, how do you call these kind of hospitals? Like Your family? <laughs> um, no, just mental hospitals. Yeah. yeah, so they were taken into mental hospitals. They were completely, completely healthy. Yeah. But they just wanted to see how the whole system works. And how it would fuck them up. No, no, no. And it how long it would take for the hospital to realize that they are healthy and they should not be there. Oh, and it shit. Yeah. And it took them from seven days up to 50 days to, to go Fuck. out. Fuck. And basically the, the, the experiment was, was the following. So they were taken into the hospital and they were supposed to, from, from hour one, hour zero, from the first minute, to say, you know what, I'm a part of experiment. I'm completely healthy. You can do any tests on me that you like. There is nothing wrong with me. And so they had to trust this initial information or not. Yes. Wow. So it took them from seven to 50 days to go out. Fuck. Can you imagine? That's crazy. How long would it take for you to go out? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Three years later. <laughs> no, sorry. Still not getting out of here. Oh, uh, your levels are up. <laughs> Time to take your pills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> wow, that's um, that's very scary. It it actually it it ties in pretty well with um, 
also with with people who are wrongly imprisoned, wrongly convicted. Yeah. Um, but this is a bit of a different story, isn't it? It is. It is. I'm just saying. It just made me think of also of that type of of thing where you're just last year last, locked in a place. Last year in Poland, there. there there was a big story, extreme big story of a guy who was imprisoned for 18 years for a murder that he fuck he didn't commit. That he didn't commit. Shit. And it was quite obvious from 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 the beginning he didn't do it, but they they just had to find someone. Scapegoat. Yeah, so he's of course he sued the the Polish state, and uh, he's he's running for a for a nice compensation, like seven thousand million zillion gazillion zlotys or a few million zlotys, yeah. yeah. But basically, eighteen years imprisoned. Can you imagine that? He was twenty four, twenty five when he when he went to to prison. Here's an interesting question for you. Mm? You get out of prison after 18 years, after being wrongly convicted, convicted of a murder or whatever. Mm. What's, what are the things that you have on your bucket list that you now want to do? <laughs> That's a very interesting question, because basically 18 years ago, internet was not the thing. Yeah. Smartphones was, were, yeah. Not, were not a thing. Yeah. I mean, even laptops were not a thing. And you, you go out to the world that you have zero clue about. I think it's extreme. It's a really, it must be um, a shock, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big shock. So what would you do? <clears throat> Breathe, okay, yes. I have no that's clue. I think, I think, you know, I would think, the first thing I would think about was to have a choice of a meal, you know? Yeah. Or to have a choice yeah. of anything. Yeah. To have a choice of, to sleep in this bed or that bed or mm-hmm. this city or that city. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, like a primary thought about being free yeah uh, yeah i think i think i definitely i think the first thing i do if i got out um would definitely be going for not necessarily for food but for, you know friends or if you have any friends left by that stage but hopefully if you've been wrongly convicted i think you do friends meals drinks tasting everything that you couldn't yeah uh for for 18 years and, uh, Stop winking, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm bald. I don't have hairs on my um, on my. Or no, never mind. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so then I, I would. I would definitely travel, man. Definitely travel. Try to get those 18 years back. Yeah, but can you imagine yourself traveling after 18 years of being imprisoned and yeah, not, not you, knowing you, how? Yeah, you to... would need someone with you to yeah. tell you how shit works. Yeah, not even knowing how to. B- how to buy a ticket or something yeah i mean that's in the year 2000 now because well yeah. yeah basically 2001 yeah, yeah. no 2000 yeah he left the prison in 2018 okay so uh so let's think back to the to the 2000s um well probably the first thing that he'd probably be impacted he or she would be impacted from or we'd be impacted from are is uh, maybe music in in stores and stuff like that they could hear how shit it's gotten <laughs> They were probably d- clubbing to This is the rhythm of the night <laughs> And what is love yeah. Baby don't hurt me I guess so But well you, you can imagine that in prison He has he had some connection with the outside world some, Maybe, some. Maybe. I, mean, I don't know how far but 
Son connection. <laughs> I don't know if it's by books or if they have internet connection at, at all, or, but, but I, I guess there was at least a tiny bit of connection. Yeah. So I think he was a, he is aware of, of, of things like internet and stuff. But but you still need need people to walk you through stuff. You I, know? Think, I think. I mean, everything is done through your phone now. Yeah. How you know he goes to buy a ticket or for a train, a bus or anything like that, and mm -hmm. he sees people you know on their phones all the time. I th oh, oh, oh. Ah, man, back then Poland was not even in the European Union. You couldn't <laughs> even you couldn't even travel freely. <laughs> Fuck. There were there were closed borders. Shit. Yeah. And people weren't constantly staring at their smartphones hey, can with you their imagine heads down. YouTube was not even existing back then. Fuck. What, and what, Facebook. How old is YouTube? It's 2005. Wow. Wow. This is crazy, no? Yeah. <laughs> and Facebook is 2008, right? No, I think it's... it's No, I think... 2007, it's, 2008? No, no, no. I think it's 2003 or four because it counts from the moment that they, uh, they posted okay. it in the university. Okay, so okay, okay. I think it's from three or four, 2003 or four. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely go traveling. I definitely... It'd be weird trying to get a job because you'd have no... Well, d depending on whether or not you actually worked on yourself in yeah. prison and if you had access to courses and stuff. But if you didn't, I mean, you're just, you know, you're one step away from being homeless. Nobody's going to hire you. Yeah. Um, but and, and anyway, he was he was uh, convicted for class first, class one murder. So okay. it's, a, it's a murder of an underaged girl. Wow. I can. I don't want to imagine what happened to him in prison, actually, because mm. this is probably not in the most funny PG, time. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose that the 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 shadow that hangs over you from other people, yeah. or that other people see in you, mm -hmm. uh, must be terrible to bear. I mean, you walk, you walk into this room, and and you know, one of my friends says, "This is Carol. Uh, you know, he's been in prison for eighteen years." I'm saying, "Oh, what was he accused of? Oh, you know, killing a young girl, but he didn't do it." He was wrongly convicted. Yeah, the shit lingers, no? You know, I'm I'm not two hundred percent convinced. <laughs> yeah. No. So it must be really tough dealing with all that prejudice and mm. stuff. And um, it, it actually it it's actually brings us to I don't know I don't know how much time we have left, but um, it'd be interesting to talk sometime about the purpose of sentencing. Do we want to rehabilitate people? Do you want to just punish them? Do you want to sentence people to please the victims? Mm. Um, or to, you know, not necessarily to... Yeah, well, sometimes to please them because of revenge. Or to show the society that... Or to show the society that it's, you know, mm. it's, it's, you're not going to get... Uh, you're not going to get off the hook if you do something like this. Yeah. It'd be really cool maybe to talk maybe in the next time about sentencing uh, or something like that the purpose of it I noted it down I think not for now but yeah yeah I think I think I would because it's it's already been an hour so I would like to just finish with two really v light topics light topics yeah can you can you think of a best interview question best in a way that it's funny interview question that you you might have heard or you would have heard at the job interview job interview yeah job interview okay yeah. um oh gosh i think i was once asked if i'm a good cook <laughs> really yes at a job interview what was the job uh the job that i'm in it was now. a funeral home <laughs> <laughs> no the job that i'm in now really yeah i was asked if i was a good cook why was that 
I don't know. I, th I think it, I think it depicts uh, maybe uh, you know a, a picture okay. of, of who you are. I guess. If, are you a person who 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 is independent? I think you can see whether or not you actually care about yourself or care about having a good time or showing your guests a good time. Mm -hmm. If I mean, if you're not cooking, it, it generally means that maybe you're not having people over. So you can maybe say you're not a really sociable person, mm -hmm. or you know, you can. But I, th I think it says a lot. But on the other hand, I I I do cook and. Yeah, but you still have people over to your apartment. I'm not selected the most, people. I'm not the most sociable person ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I suppose is do you cook for yourself or do you cook for others? Yeah. No, it's more for others. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. But yeah, that was weird. Uh, that was a weird question. That was a very weird question. It, yeah. When I, when I think of job interview questions, I always come back to the f my. You know, my first job that I got, it was some years ago, and I remember this... Um, in the, the one w uh, in the sex shop? <laughs> no, th this was the second one. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember that I had to go through uh, what I thought was, back then, was a very sophisticated, uh, like, a assessment center. But to be honest, it was just... Um, it was just a bunch of people who thought they were, you know, like very innovative HR people and stuff. They made the, the they basically like shortlisted a group of people that they actually wanted to hire already. And they made us do this stupid assessment center during which we had to do like, okay, now let's hold your hands and let's try to uh, and, uh, get out of this uh, combination that uh, suddenly this person needs to stand next to that person but without my head hurts yeah that's confusing that is confusing what the fuck man? it was it was really strange so basically you had to hold hands with other people right yeah and then your your task was without without uh, um, letting go the mm -hmm. other people you had to stand next to the other person between other two persons so basically you had to influence the others to walk with you to oh, you know do stupid sake, figures man. it was just so stupid man on this though there's an intelligent version of this which i for sure <laughs> yeah so i was in a group a group of about uh, 14 15 people mm -hmm. with two hr people monitoring and they gave us a task mm -hmm. and um there's uh, the, the the group of us there's a nuclear war outside and we've been put in a nuclear shelter in a bunker okay and there's not enough food for all of us so we as a group need to come to a unanimous decision on who needs to be thrown three out three people bunker? that need to be kicked out of the bunker okay have you been given roles or yeah well it, there each, you, 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 are, ha you have a list of persons you are a 65 exactly year old priest exactly and, you're yeah. a priest then you're you know you're a farmer former prostitute form, yeah exactly you you get the drill you're a small boy you're a small girl you're a mother you are a small girl right <laughs> yeah the smallest <laughs> my name is louisa <laughs> yeah but um it was really cool and you see leaders emerge. Mm -hmm. You see people who follow, you know, follow the crowd. Yeah. You see people making no sense whatsoever with, you know, why they choose people <laughs> to stay. Um, 
there were a few results that were not surprising. You know, lots of people wanted to keep the priest because they say, well, it's a difficult time. You know, humanity is is at a very low point. The nuclear war outside. People would be afraid. They need someone to confide in and, and to revoke your sins in case you die or you know forgive you for your sins. And the priest would be good. Then you have obviously the atheists who say, you know, the first one off their list is the poor priest. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out, priest. Mm-hmm. Um. And then you have people who are funny. You can see you're funny and say, hmm, I really don't think it's a good idea to keep the small girl and the priest in the same room. <laughs> you know, so it was it was a really interesting exercise. And I think that in that format, it, it can be quite revealing of, of the different personalities. And, and it can be a good uh, a good way for HR people to see who actually they want to hire. Per- personality plays in um, plays a huge amount in, in into I think into good yeah. hiring. Yeah, I have been involved in a really good assessment center <clears throat> in which we had just a up your ass, <laughs> and we just we just had a task to do, and um, it was clearly that you they wanted to see who is the good who is a good team player and who isn't. Yeah, because obviously many people <clears throat> turn the switch in their head. I need to be the best now. Oh yeah. I, I, I don't give a shit about the team. I need to shine now. I need yeah. to get this job. Yeah. And obviously, when then you, you just lose. because yeah, of course. Of course, they're looking for a team player, not an egotistical... Fuckhead. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, okay, um, the, the, other, the other trivia topic... Um, just imagine you're taking a flight for the first time in your life now. What the fuck? Is this hypnosis or something? Yes. Okay. Do I need to close my eyes? One, two, three. Do I, okay, I'm imagining I'm taking a flight for the first time in my life. Okay. All right? Yeah. So having the, the, the experience of yourself, not the person who is taking the flight for the first time, but yourself, mm-hmm. what do you think, what are the odds you would understand what the stewardesses are saying on the, on the announcement? Um, well, if I had earphones on and the Macarena playing, I think that they'd be probably dancing to the Macarena while doing the <laughs> emergency uh, safety, ex- you know, exhibit. But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand shit, man. I, I don't think it's I'd pointless, isn't shit. it? Yeah, it's completely pointless. Yeah, it's it's pointless to the extent that I was flying a few weeks ago, and uh, the the thing that struck me the most was. And I actually told the steward that. I was like, man, I understood you in English. How the fuck is that possible? (laughs) (laughs) You mean you didn't understand him in his own language or? No, no, I mean, I understood him in both languages, in Polish and in English. In Polish and in English, okay. I understood him in both, you know, like he was not mumbling. He was just, he was really articulate and you could understand what he was saying. Yeah. I think the quality of the mics on planes is also terrible as well. I don't think it's about the mics. Well, it's about the accents and the inability to speak. You know, I mean, it's very difficult to find a super qualified person who's able to speak three languages because that's really what you need to be a hostess or, or a host. Um, but or at the same time, even if you're not super qualified in languages, you can still learn on how to, because they, they basically read the stuff most of the time. Yeah, yeah. So you can still learn a person on how to read this thing properly mm-hmm. without not being understood. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I that's why. That's yeah. why I think it's completely pointless to, to have it. If if it's not quality, then it's just bullshit. I think in the future these will be replaced by a you know a small screen on the back of the seat in front of you. In and, in uh, many in many cases it already is. On on intercontinental flights, yeah. For instance, yeah, yeah. For instance, for sure. not only actually, but but mm. yes, in in many cases it's already it's already there. Yeah. Like British Airways, for instance, the intercontinental flights, KLM, Air France, Turkish Airlines. Yeah. Yeah. They all have already the 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 instructions in on on the video. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we should just wrap up slowly. One yes, last sir. one last thing. Mm-hmm. If someone if someone has been listening up to this point, which I doubt. <laughs> <laughs> hello there, one viewer. Yeah, hello there. One Hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi, mom. I would like to recommend a song for you. Yes. No, that that was that was my question. If you could recommend a a song or a movie that you've recently come across. Does it have to be a movie or can it be a TV series? It can be anything. I would say the I would say fire, fire. It's a documentary on Netflix about the festival. About the festival oh that failed. God. Have you seen it? Yes. Oh, do we keep this for next time? I think we keep it for next we, time. We can keep it for the next time, but yeah. I think it's an, it's an amazing recommendation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, have have you seen what happened to one of the caterers of the fire festival? Um, a lady who runs a restaurant. No, I haven't seen what happened. Basically, to her. she she. Do, lost do, you, do you want to spoil it though? I think I can say that, yeah. Okay. okay. So basically, she, she. It's only mom listening, anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she lost something like fifty thousand dollars. Correct. Because she had to pay back. She had to pay for staff. She had to yes. pay for for yes. things. Yes. And um, I don't know exactly how it went to social media and crowdfunding, but uh, she already collected two hundred thousand dollars. What? Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Amazing. It's amazing. Yes. I, I think I think re- we should close on that happy note. It restores the faith in humanity. It does. It really does. Um, what I would recommend, if I can. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because I'm a huge James Bond fan. <laughs> yep. This James Bond. Um, <clears throat> and I've seen all the movies a few times, probably each. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the recently, I I was given a Doctor No book, and I read the book. Okay. And it was amazing. It's so much detail, so much more detailed. So the books are better than the movies. I wouldn't say better. It was just uh, it was just complementing on a lot of details that were obviously not in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I can see how that can be. Yeah. So you'd recommend the book, okay? I would, I would recommend to, if you if you don't necessarily like James Bond, but you like a certain uh, movie series or a movie that is based on a book, I would just recommend to to read the book as well. Si no te gusta James Bond, te recomendamos el libro de James Bond. You did it like the stewardess on the flight. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> okay, shall we close on this uh, positive touch? Absolutely, mate. I'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks, anyone, for listening. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. (laughs) And uh, take care, and until the next episode. Yeah.